remember when you were a kid who you wanted to be like? I mean, you probably had someone that you looked up to and tried to copy. All of us did. Maybe it was a sports star or a singer or actor. Maybe it was someone you knew, an older sibling or that popular kid in school. Well, for me, I grew up in the heyday of the Be Like Mike era. You remember this? They made a whole marketing campaign and commercials out of getting kids to want to be like Michael Jordan and ultimately to buy their merchandise. Act like him, look like him, be like Mike. And I did. He was and still is the coolest basketball player in the world. And when I played ball out in my driveway with my friends, he was on my mind. I would imagine I was Michael Jordan as I flew through the air to dunk that basketball on my lowered seven-foot rim with my tongue hanging out. That's what Michael Jordan did, and so that's what I'm doing. I think many of us still do that same thing unconsciously. We have a better, more popular, successful, attractive version of a person that we want to be, and we try to model ourselves after them. Now, Peter just finished admonishing us not to conform to the world. And here in verses 15 and 16 tells us rather if we're going to be like someone, to be like God, because he is the Holy One. Last time we read in verse 14, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. And then in verses 15 and 16 of chapter 1 here, Peter says, But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. So Peter says, He who called you. 2 Timothy 1, 8 and 9 says, Do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God, who saved us and called us to a holy calling. God knows you, and he has called you by name, Isaiah 43 says. And so this word for called here in 1 Peter refers to an audible, loud call. This isn't just a wooing or a feeling This is a loving and personal call by the creator of the universe. That word is also an active participle, meaning it is ongoing. God's call on you wasn't a one-time occurrence when God called you to salvation. God called you then. He is calling you now, and he will continue to call you out into the future. This is a daily call and invitation to follow him in holiness. So he who called you It says, is holy. God is holy. The word there, hagios. The most simple definition of that word is just different. God is simply different. Unlike, completely other. God is holy because he is utterly other than anyone and anything else in the universe. 1 Samuel 2.2 says, There is none holy like the Lord. There is none besides you. There is no rock like our God. When we get to peek into heaven in the book of Revelations, it says that the angels day and night are singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. When all is said and done, this is the easiest way to describe God. He's holy. And so Peter says, you also be holy. 
God is so utterly other than everything else in the world. And now, as his children, why would I go back to that empty way of life that just left me disappointed and wounded and confused again and again when he's actually called me to enter into this life that is other than anything the world can offer? God says, be holy as I am holy. Why? Because that's where the abundant life is found. That's where we find joy. That's where we find peace. That's where we find hope. So be different. Stand out. Be set apart. Be holy, Peter says, in all your conduct. Hear how some other translations put that. Be holy in all that you do. Be holy in all of your behavior. Be holy in all manner of living. Be holy in every aspect of your life. I mean, it's pretty clear. This other than holiness should reach into every nook and cranny of our life, public and private. There's no end to God's holiness, and so it should be with us also. This shows us that holiness is not just about our behavior, but our identity. If you rely on your behavior to be holy, you're going to fail over and over again because we can't be perfect. And that's not what Peter is saying here. But when we understand that holiness is our identity as children of God, then it will always become our default position and expectation. I'm reading a novel right now by Toni Morrison called The Song of Solomon, unrelated to the book of the Bible. And early on, there's this beautiful passage where one character uh, is describing their love for a family member that has some pretty rough spots and background and is certainly not a shining example of a perfect mother or wife. But then they say this, it's not what she does, it's who she is. Believer, this is true of you and me. Holiness is may not describe everything you do at every moment of your day, but in every moment of your day, it is who you are in Christ. Oswald Chambers said, It is quite true to say, I can't live a holy life. But you can decide to let Jesus make you holy. 2 Timothy 1.9 says that God saved us, and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. And so today, are there areas of your life that you need to release control over to God to help you follow this holy calling? Are there sins that are disrupting God's purpose for your life? Are there behaviors or mindsets that are in contrast to your holy identity in the Lord. God is calling. Let's be holy. And next time, we'll see how fear and uncertainty should drive us to God as a child to a father. And until then, let's pray. God, we recognize and praise you for your holiness. Your holiness is what allowed Christ to be the perfect lamb that died in our place on the cross. Your holiness is what is able to extend grace and forgiveness to us. And you call us to join you in holiness. May we take up this identity and choose holiness today in all manner of our lives, giving you the glory for all you have done. 
It's in Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen.